they'll come back on Sunday because we do two days at these cons. And they'll be like, I listened to it. It's incredible. You guys have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. (laughs) Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Say hi to you. Say hi to you. Me. Say hi to me. We didn't even change our names today. We're just doing nope. everything standard. We're on rocket yeah. fuel today. We got a QA. We later. are. We we just talked for 20 minutes and it yeah. was on. I mean, it was really on, man. You got a new hat on, white little polka dotted hat. I've had this before. This with is with the white polka dots. This is a workout hat. I got my Jetsons Astro nice. shirt on. Nice. You know, this shirt is from when I was 14, like my other one. This is one of those ones that I found when I used to wear when I was like 14, 15. What? Did you wear it when, super baggy? Because you got to be, you must have been little back then. Apparently, I was the same size. <laughs> Apparently, you're the same size as you are now. Apparently. No, and I would say find I'm, actually, that I'm probably less weight. I'm less weight now. Unbelievable. I know you're like pre-football player, 14, 15, yeah. 16. I used to be 214 pounds. Well, we saw you on Sons of Anarchy being like a cannonball boy. That was tremendous. Cannonball around the stomach, around your chest, around your arms, Oof. with a diaper taped to your ass. That was the deal. You, you were 218 bait. for sure. Juice bait. Yeah, I was big. Juice bait. Bait. <laughs> and then you went, you went all over the place on that show. But you, you know, when, when at the end, you were slim and trim, ready to ready to camp well all it took was sutter to say okay so guys sit down and 10 of us would sit down five of you are going to prison and you're going to be butt-ass naked a month from now and that's all it took for guys like me and tommy to go holy shit boone didn't matter no brian he was always kind of you know charlie was always you were always but me and tommy okay it was on let's go so you're you're back somewhere i'm back somewhere I just got back last night. Um, I wasn't there, Broski. Did you run into any of our beautiful peeps on the road? There I did. I was with Clay. I was with Clay, otherwise known as Ron Perlman. And I was with Cherry, otherwise known as Taryn Manning. We got a little son. Taryn Manning, Cherry. Yeah. We she got smacked son. with a skateboard, right? Didn't she did. Cherry... I, I reminded her of that was her most <laughs> famous scene. She said Katie really hit her by mistake. She loves Katie. Yeah, she said it. Yeah, like she really got she hit. Actually hit her. Yeah. Woo! I wonder if she was crying at the time. No, she loves Katie so much. Katie's like a mentor to her. She absolutely loves her. It was unintentional, but she said, Yeah, I got really hit. No, I meant I wonder if Katie was crying at the time. Oh, <laughs> she no. actually hit her with the skateboard. Katie, really? That was that was again. I don't remember what season. I'm gonna say two or three. Oh, I was gonna say one or two. Okay. One or two. But that's when we started defining who like Gemma was. She's just going to hit people with skateboards and, you know, (laughs) violence is in the air, apparently. Um, So sure is is this season. Sure is this season. So here we are. We have a QA. and a Someone asked me, so I'm doing a panel in Kentucky yesterday. Yeah. A lot of Sam fam. A lot of Reaper reviews merch. A lot of theory merch. A lot of who who the fuck cares merch. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Met a lot of people who loved the show. So we were at the panel and those are always a blast. You know, I wish you and I were doing them again because. Uh, uh, well, that's when they were fun. That's when they were fun. But someone did ask from the crowd, hey, I'm just curious. 
you guys are getting pretty close to the end. You know, I know you're going to have people on and I know, uh, you know, you have all these other things, the theory, like what, what's going to happen. And I was like, well, let's, let's just not, I said, I have, I can't answer that question. I said, it's been a long road and uh, we will not long road to hoe. It's been a long road. I said, let's just enjoy this epic, crazy, strange season that is season seven. And then as we get closer, we'll start giving out information of what's going to happen. But yeah. um, very concerned. Uh, but had the Sam, you know, hoodie sweatshirt on the original one we did. In it. He was yeah. in it. Ready. She. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she. Yeah. She yeah. was in it. And uh, and people love it. And then what's really fascinating to me is that a lot of the fans or whatever, you know, people who come up, you know, the people who enjoy the show don't know about the podcast. And they're like, what? I heard. I really? I and I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. And then I'll see them on Saturday. They'll come back on Sunday because we do two days at these cons. And they'll be like, I listen to it. It's incredible. You guys have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> I know. See, if we weren't the actors we are and the family men that we are and the producers and soon-to-be directors that we both are yeah. in real life, we could advertise the shit out of this show. Yeah, we don't. But we don't. No. Only on Twitter and Instagram a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't. Are we supposed to? <laughs> well, we remember we had we had an inquiry when we were starting to become big on this pod about a year ago. From those advertisers over in Europe, yeah, and they wanted to change no. the whole. Yeah, we said no because they wanted to change the whole thing. Couldn't swear. We yeah, had they to want us to talk about beer. We had to talk about other things, and yeah. we had to talk with different microphones and different yeah. lighting, and we could barely hang on as it was. We said, "Are you? I, I mean, what am I going to travel with? Like, a, am I on a bus like John Madden?" I said, "What are you right. talking? I could barely." And they might have sent you a bus, Theo. Yeah. They might have. No. We're so bare, literally us. barely hanging on doing yeah, it the way we right do now. it. Yeah. But it's really interesting to me because, you know, you have these die hard, you know, sons and I'm just, and they're like, what? And when they hear it, they're like, I want to hear it. And I'm like, oh, because you assume that they would follow you, but maybe they're not on social media. And again, that's where things are weird. I realized that like, I think it's 2% of the population is on Twitter. But it feels all consuming when you're on it, right? It feels like everyone's on it, but it's not. At all. At all. And to the other uh, point of this story, uh, for me, Di and I went in to have coffee in LA a week ago or something like that. And we walked into this coffee shop and this guy stood up and the first thing out of his mouth was, holy crap, I can't believe you're here. And I went, well, I am. I'm right here. <laughs> And he goes, your podcast with Theo Rossi, I've listened to every, I just went, Diana, did you like, Yeah, they're there. Great. It's just so great. And and he's not on Twitter, but he, he just, he's, he's on Patreon and he wasn't for a while. And then he decided to join so he could see more of our stupid faces and whatnot. Yeah, you got to see and the, little, faces. And the little things that we got on there. Yeah. But he just goes, I just love it, man. It's just fucking great. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for doing it. I, I love that. Funny. I like that. Like, I like that more than like when someone says they like a movie or a TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. I think. I mean, yeah. really, we have but brought you- some smiles to people's faces, let alone you and me. Yeah. I mean, and it's been, I mean, it's been, how long has it been actually, truly? Almost two years. Holy shit. I'm not joking, little brother. April 7th, I'd have to look it up for sure. 
was our first one. It was in April, two years ago. How many weeks have we missed? I, I don't know. Two? Maybe. Wow. Wow. That's like, and, this is, and you know, this maybe. is the most you and I have ever worked ever in our lives. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. I think but it kind of, like I said, it grounded, on. it kind of grounds you like, oh, I know I'm going to go do this. Like I was in that hotel in Kentucky last night or whenever it was two nights ago or oh, last night. I don't even remember. Time is kind of irrelevant at this point. And I'm watching yeah. the episode, you know, everybody went out to dinner. I'm like, sorry, I got to go work. And I'm like yeah. watching the episode and taking notes. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting. And then I feel like now, especially when these, you know, when the Suns fans come up, like I have something to talk about with them because I'll be like. Whew, I got to tell you, I am disappointed in season six and seven. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Jax is out of control. He's basically a serial killer. And they're like, wow. Did you? Thought and, I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it now, too. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they didn't expect that. Like to me to have this commentary on it. Oh, no, we have commentary on it now. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no question. So let's get into this commentary of. Season seven, episode three, called Playing with Monsters, which, you know, I know even me who knows nothing knows this is from that story. Yeah. That book. Yeah. The kid's book. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to need you to talk about this opening scene. The Skankenstein. Yeah. Because that's yeah. Janet Jameson. Yeah. Okay. No, I wasn't there. Now, That's maybe crazy. people don't know or or you're listening or you're watching, but Jenny Jameson's famous for one thing. The, mo- the okay? most famous. Probably the most fav- famous adult film star in the world. And if you look at all our faces, right? Charlie, Tommy, Boone, me, DL, Quinn, we're all standing or sitting. And for me and Tommy, I can honestly say this. We knew this could be one of the last fun, weird, because things are getting darker and darker by the minute with that day was fucking special because we just got to do nothing but watch and giggle or not giggle, put your feet up or not. We did it for like an entire morning. Even Charlie sat back, had his feet up. Yeah, smoking was cigarettes, just watching. And again, I got to say so, high production value. I like thought high. so. Am I crazy? No, high production value. Like a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Lot I of enjoyed money. it so much. Again, it, it was a throwback to Sons. Like it was a throwback of like, these guys are more than just, you know, it's not Braveheart all the time. Like, you know, no reference to Tommy. It's not like, it's not like we're in the battlefield killing other gangs at all times. Like it was like, wow. these guys are having fun. They have another That's business. Sad. They, they're, they're doing their thing. And I, I just enjoy, it was a great way to open up the episode. It was a great way to open. And Craig Yahada directed this episode. Now, Craig, oh. yeah, Craig only directed one episode. This is the one did a great job. He was our uh, all our ADR. He's one of the big producers on this show. He's known Kurt forever. Um, they worked together before and after. Anyway, Craig I haven't heard Craig, that name in so long. That's I know so Craig, right? You said that, and he he's just the kindest, sweetest kindest. guy. And he directed this episode. And I remember that day, uh, the Skankenstein. He he really got to 
direct these girls and it had to be over the top bad acting you know what i mean so he he went nuts on these chicks and fuck did we love it oh we had a great day it was a fun day no it really was and i'm I'm not just saying that you know because of the the you know, being like a male chauvinist of the porn thing. I don't care about that. It no. was what I'm talking more about is the watching the sons, like watching them have fun. And again, this goes back to my little dream of like them going food shopping. Like I've always loved them in it, just being, just having fun again, especially in the dark times of where it is now. I love them having fun and talking and, about and, and, and a direct segue, which I can't wait to talk about. But the scene coming up, you're talking about fun right now with the boys. The scene with you, Tommy, and Unser in the cafe. That'll be no fun. Go fuck yourself. That was an epic, epic fucking Yeah, I'll tell you about that. Oh, we'll get to it. But I'm saying, you know, from the fun to the drama with the sons of old, that reminded me of both. You, Unser, and Chibi. And what we're seeing right now is gang. And that's and then that again, that's the secret sauce of the show. That's what makes that's it great, right? That you can literally go from one to the other really quick, right? Yeah. And so now you go to Juice and Unter kind of exchanging favors. I'm gonna need something from you. You're gonna need something from me. Um, Unter's in this for real, right? This so is where how, where are you? Right after the point. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Where's Juice? Are, are you at the dad's house? Are you at the apartment back in? Do yeah. we know where? I'm still at the apartment. Okay, because I didn't know if you'd gone to Gemma's pop. No, place. not yet. Remember, she gives you money, and you're going to split. No, there. no, not I'm still yet. at Wendy's. Still okay, at Wendy's. Fine. So they have their little thing. They're forming this relationship. This was special for me because, obviously, Dayton and I were super close. So him and I getting to work together was like one of my favorite moments. It was like if I wasn't going to get Kim, at least I got Dayton. Oh, you know, it's kind of one of those. Agree. No, you know you what I mean. You and Dayton were just to fucking to die. Yeah. It's like you have your draft picks, right? And you're like, well, I'm obviously they're not going to do a Tig and Juice thing. Well, fuck, they're going to do an answer. All right. Awesome. Right. You know, or they're going to do a Chibs and Juice thing. Great. Like you have your draft picks of what you want. Um, So this was a fun one. It was always easy. He's always in a rush to get out of there. So your days are shorter. (laughs) So then we go to Gemma at the Osa with Nero and the crew, uh, apparently just giving away these birds. Like it's nothing. Yeah, I just wrote that down. She's just giving these birds yeah, away. Give them away. Like, you can have them. Poor fucking birds got two by two space to live in. Just <laughs> let them free. Um, I'm just let them fly away. I'm just fucking let them free. Take their ankle bracelets off and let them free. They're supposed to be flying. Uh, Chucky's with the kids. And apparently, correct me here, because I'm a, at, at best a moron. Dios is closing. Well, like I told you, something big is going to happen there. Just hold on to your horses. Something is happening. Yes, they've moved to Redwood. He's up by the docks now. That's the big where the Skankenstein was, right? That's right. that's up by the Why docks. Why are they packing up? Well, I think it might be shutting down a little bit, but okay. just, just wait. Just wait. Something happens there. I'm just not, I'm, not, I'm just not sure if they told us something and I missed it. But right. okay. so Jackson, the crew uh, are with the Chinese. And this is where this guy mentions. One guy was there, so somebody's missing from that. Uh, All right. I, I want to go over this a little bit with you. Me too. So let's just break it down. OK, and I have a question for you. Sure. Back in the day when I was sergeant at arms. 
There was never, ever, ever a moment I wasn't beside Clay. I was his right-hand guy. Yes, Charlie was the VP. Yes, Bobby Munson was the secretary. But I, being the sergeant, first of all, so where's DL? DL should be, I think, unless Chibs, Boone, and Charlie, the three of them, they know more than anybody at this point, correct? Right? Yes, Those three? Correct. They have, they have a few They're secrets. keeping secrets. It's literally them secrets. knowing everything. Fine. Yeah. I'm glad. So me and DL. Kind of the not- way you and Clay were. Yeah, man. Kind of how you and Clay had Good your point. own Good point. conversation. The whole thing, the whole OP yeah. thing. We're going to hide it from the club. Everything. Yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, Jax is smoking again. Boone seems really tired to me. Booney, Booney seemed really tired. And I, you know, I remember sometime in here, maybe not quite yet, but around here, he was told he probably was going to make it through the season. Right. And Boone, being the fucking brilliant actor that he is, and come on, he's arguably like the biker of the club. The most natural. The most natural biker, yeah. right? He took it really hard. And and I, he I did not like that he wasn't going to be at the end. Yeah. So I'm yeah. wondering if this was maybe around that because I'll never forget when it happened and he was really he was really, you know, upset about the whole thing. And and we were all like consoling, you know, it is what Yeah, it and is. I think and I and I'm gonna go to why I believe people reacted that way. Um <clears throat> I did not react that way because I saw it, I saw it coming. You saw it um, coming the cards, yeah. I think because when Opie went. No matter how hard we tried, Ryan wasn't a part of it anymore. Like, you know, he just, he couldn't be. Like, we we were working these crazy hours. You're, we were all ab- consumed. Absolutely right. And we tried. He would come by sometimes, but it was like, it's different because you're sharing something. There's things that happen within the inner workings of a set that if you're not there, it doesn't make sense. Right? Okay. Yep. So we watched that happen with Opie. And then we watched it happen with Ron. We're gone out of sight, out of mind. And I think that before you, you know, what do they say to live in the past, uh, to live in the past creates depression and to live in the future creates anxiety. I think that when he found out the anxiety is like, I'm not going to be there for all the stuff that's going to happen at the end. Whether it's a minute, an hour, a day, a week, what your mind creates of what is actually going to happen to what in your mind is happening is that it's going to be this, the end of this epic eight years almost. And I think that he probably that could cause depression for me. I was like, I knew I was actually surprised that I was lasting as long as I was lasting. I was like, really the second to last episode. Wow. Okay, cool. Like, that's great. I, then I can just come and hang out for a week when you guys are working. And even yeah. that I didn't really do, but We'll get and we'll get. To anyway, that we'll get to that. That's a very so good. Point, I think. Rossi. I think that that probably. Uh, okay, yeah. that that played into what I'm feeling from Bobby Munson. I just feel him a little depressed in here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. So they say the one guy's not there. We know as an audience, we know that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry. Jerry's son. We come yeah. to find that out. Okay. Mark shows up. Um, again, there's some racist jokes there that wouldn't fly today. Um, and, uh, those are made and everybody's kind of, I, I just, the one thing that I struggle with this show is like the consistency of it is they make, he makes a joke, some marks about shooting a porno and then, yeah. and then 
Marx is obviously not having it. He's in a, you know, in a, in a, but usually their conversations are very serious. So I just didn't understand how all of a sudden now are they close enough to make jokes? I thought they were business partners. So there's no consistency. Did you notice I think, that? I think, yes, I do. And I think it, it was an attempt, whether it worked or didn't, or on whatever percentage, I'm not really sure. But that backseat meeting spot with Pope and Jax continued with Marx and Jax. And it was just a, uh, again, we've seen it before. We, we've heard it before. There's new little happenings on the street. So I, Marx needs to, you know, warn. Everyone's warning Jax right now, right? Henry Lynn. You're fucking next, buddy. Marx, don't fuck with me, buddy. Everyone's warning Jax, it seems, and it does absolutely. He doesn't hear a word of it. Doesn't hear one word. In one ear. I think he was a terrible president. But okay, so from there, we go to meeting with my guy, Mo, who plays Tyler and the one Niners. And now all of a sudden, they're going to make a play against Marx. Why? Well, again, I wrote down, I said, just right there in the scene. It's amazing how this show has become, if you help me, I'll help you. If you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. It's just a bunch of little behind the scene deals. I have no idea why. All I know is Mo says, there's a guy called Chester who's got an offshoot one Niners club. He's going to go off on his own. That's bullshit. He doesn't like it. Jax goes, I'll help you with that if you help me with this. And so is they this, shake hands. Is this all? Is this all to get to the Chinese? I think so. That's what this is all about, right? Like, if I you're in so. my way of getting to the Chinese, I think so. We they're are going to be the they're going to be the ultimate bad guys in this whole season season seven scenario, for sure. Okay, I think. Okay, sure, sure. So basically, on on one eyewitness of Gemma, this is what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a bad guy, and it's going to be the Chinese. And Henry Lin's guy was responsible for killing Tara, as far as Jax knows. And all hell's bells. It's, he's he's going to tear down the entire nation. Any DNA? Any DNA from the crime scene? Nobody Probably wants to not. That? Probably not. There's a lot of blood. No DNA. Yeah, there's only two people who know what really happened. I'm talking to one. Yeah. And the other, we're going to get on this fucking show, Katie. Segal. No hair. So no hair samples. No. Nothing happened. Okay. Nothing happened. Sure. Charming. Okay. Sure. We're I'll charming. I'll go on this ride. Um, okay. Hunter is giving intel to the sheriff. Yeah. He basically Very tells her exactly what you and I just discussed, which was look into the Chinese. Well, and I wrote Juice must have said something to Unser saying the Chinese were responsible for Tara's death, or he thinks they were, right? That we're, we're, we're to assume that, right? Juice opened off up. Camera, and back, off and camera. We, and I got to go back. That to the scene where you do meet Unser, there was a moment there where I thought you're going to tell him something. I should have. You're going to tell, tell him something about fucking Gemma Teller. I really felt that. I knew you didn't, but I felt that you could have as an audience member. So here's what we find out as an audience member. You did say, you did tell him, Juice did tell Unser, it's the Chinese. And that's where Juice's loyalty, I think, has always been his problem. This is why when I get so, uh, mad it happened in kentucky too where kids are like oh juice is a rat and i go is he is he or did this guy just get himself into these horrific situations he always feels god awful like it's never intentional but you want to talk about people who are doing things with i guess and i i can't stand the term rat we talked about this two years ago but it's like informant or whatever you want to say 
he's never he never has bad intentions because he could have told Unsa right then and there, Gemma Teller. She's the one who killed Tara. You're speaking to the choir, kid. Stupid. Okay. So Unser has this little scene with Althea. Um, now we go to our guy, Rat Boy's getting some get, uh, Rat Boy's coming, he's coming along as a character. Well, yeah. and I, I wrote down Nico's giving kissing lessons for free to for Brooke. Free. For free. What a sneaky little fucker. Yeah. And the ba- the baby's in there, which is baby's right there watching the whole thing. Watching the whole thing, scarred for life. And then Wendy walks in. Yeah. And obviously then it becomes about Wendy not wanting Brooke to become her. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's nothing more. She's not really mad. No. She just doesn't want her to become Wendy. Well, don't knock her up because that's what Jax did to Wendy. And then when Rat says he likes her, Rat likes her. Yeah. Don't they say Rat's real name here? Uh, It's coming up. Henry, no, George, George, no. George, I think it might George. be George. They might be George. Let's stick with George. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, let me uh, let me throw some salt on the on the ice right now. Um, I fucking despise. I'm going to use that word, which I don't like. I try to mitigate my cursing. Yeah. With my children. I fucking despise when Borowski says handsome Jack. Every scene he starts it. It makes me want to fucking throw myself through the wall like the Kool-Aid guy. I can't. There you go, Dale. You fucking go look at where it is. I can't. That fucking guy's got to stop saying handsome Jack. (laughs) It's so annoying to me. It's so annoying. And you know what? He did it over and over to annoy you. Oh. Fuck me. Okay. So Peter Weller knew exactly what he was doing eight years ago when he did that over and over. He knew today we were going to talk I'd be here at this moment. Salty Sal. Fucking Robocop. He knew it. He knew it. So the boys head to the piers. They meet with Tyler's rival. And this whole sequence is fucking horseshit. Let me be the first to say. Go for it. This entire fucking sequence of events. Till the end of it is horseshit. And if you didn't see it coming, stop watching TV. Yeah. I got nothing to add. <laughs> they were paying me, so I had to do it. We all had to be there for a reason because we signed on seven years earlier and we knew that a scene like this would come up. Got to do it anyway. Okay. We're doing it. It's over awesome. there in that warehouse. There's no one watching it. That's no one's where watching. they have your guns. That's where they're going. That's where the guns are. Go for it. Oh, by the way, when we first met you, everybody had their guns out. It's tense. Yeah. We're tense. <laughs> but now you're going to. Okay. Okay. So yeah. they meet with Tyler's rival. They tell him to go to a warehouse. The whole thing's silly. Let's get past that for a minute. Now we go to Gemma. She's making Chucky a contact for the kids. That's pretty silly too, right? Yeah. He's going to be the one to pick him up and do whatever. Yeah. And now here's our B or C story. This girl's father shows up. Yeah. Um, okay. Why is this just so Jax can beat the shit out of someone later? Yeah. And it's so bad because I need to point out one thing. Again, it's a writing thing, I think. Uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. So the young gal who's kind of got smacked around by her dad, which yep. is uncalled for and should never happen. 
and he's stealing money from her purse. Gemma walks in. Gemma smacks the guy. And the guy smacks, right? Then Nero comes in and starts smacking dad. Did you notice what happened at the end of the scene? A young girl who's been abused by her dad. Daddy, no. Daddy, no. Daddy, daddy, I'm so sorry. Daddy, daddy, don't hit dad. Yeah, sign of an abusive relationship. You know, that's it's a sign of an abusive relationship. And I read about that shit and I, I I read about it, and it's so fucking sad and disturbing to me. But Stockholm syndrome. But fuck off. Yeah, with the daddy daddy no i She's, know she that's the thing you know you listen it's fucking the tale as old as time right people go back to abusive relationships no matter what you know side you're on of it and they goes, go back it's my, and fault. They, it's my fault daddy it's my fault that's what they do they think it's their fault that people turn ugly like that anyway it's just sad toxicity well. and then you know and again really toxic I did. I did enjoy that part of the writing that they showed that because that's literally Good. off camera. You hear it off camera. You hear it. Daddy, daddy. off. Yeah. yeah. But then the big thing is Abel sees it all. Yeah. And Abel's watching the whole thing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So Jackson, the crew tell the dude to go in at the piers. I I'm fucking exhausted. OK, so. They, and, and, and I don't know. I mean. It's What's just so on? we knew it was happening and we just how about just it. kill them? How about why are you wasting my time? Just kill them. They go in, they gotta see open the, gun. the boxes. Go open that. No, just wipe them out right there. You like, can kill them. It's the suspense. I get it. It's TV. I get it. Suspension of disbelief. But I was shocked thing. that Booney pulled up a gun. I know. I was shocked that Bobby was part of it. Like he should almost be he never does that. He never does that, man. He was our voice of reason. And now he's like turned right. Like the whole thing have. was very theatrical. Yeah. Okay. Three guys, three guys if, dead. If they would have walked them in and there was like plastic on the floor and they're like, what's going on? Bop, 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 killed them all. I would have been happier. The fact that they let them like open the guns. The biscuit crew is going to have a lot of fun counting bodies again. Here we go. Good luck, biscuits. Good luck. Yeah. Um, okay. So the cops are now at Diosa. The crew shows up. Uh, the sheriff, what's her name? Altia, but it's like Jerry. 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 Jerry? So, Lieutenant Jerry. J-A-R-R-Y. Okay. Jerry, she's looking for juice. And then all of a sudden, I didn't see this one coming. She tells him they could work together. While hitting on the Scott. Okay, so. What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> No, no, without even, she doesn't know his name. No. Is it Chunk? No, it's Chibs. Are you Chewy? No, it's Chewy. Chibs. And it's short for a Scottish thing. We, hear, we get that in a minute. But wait, she, goes, she calls him Chips, like Eric Estrada, Chips. We, we should connect later, Scotty. What? 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 Right in front of everyone? You're right just talking out loud? And you, Nero? And now and I'm going to hit on you? I don't know, man really weird to me. and it all like so much happened in that one moment of like money and we're paying you off and you're a corrupt cop oh and by the way you want to have sex with oh the guy God. from braveheart what what's happening here what's happening <laughs> that's what it was she was a fan of his movie she loved him. telford chips she was a fan of telford she saw Scott. gladiator she just watched gladiator. gladiator yeah what the fuck went on in that scene I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'll go. And, I'll go. And, just, and just before that scene, we should talk about that's the scene where Gemma 
is reading Playing with Monsters. Playing with Monsters. To little Abel just before that, just to bring that in because that's where the title came from. Yeah, All to, right. to calm him down, to calm him down. Yeah, um, yeah, to calm him down from from her going to Abel. By the way, your dad's not a bad guy at all. They yeah. cut right to him shooting those three black guys. Boom, boom, boom. That was an yeah. incredible cut. Actually, yeah. went from violence to the nice to the violent, just like that. So she's completely wrong. All right, now he is a bad guy. He's also here we go. Yeah, he's also Let's a get, serial killer. Okay, so Juice, Juice is getting his cut. his cut on. He's getting it on. Someone comes a knocking. Yeah, he has keys, but this time he's knocking. Yeah. And then they head out and you were thinking, okay, what's this favor? What did he ask him? Everybody's not saying a word. And again, me, even though I knew what happened, I was like, okay, this is cool. They're kind of hiding it. We don't know. It was a good cut in there. It was a good cut. It was good, a good cut. Good cut. And then jury, this is the story I'm the most interested in. Jury has the call from Bobby. Bobby completely lies about everything. Well, and again, he just looks so exhausted. He's and exhausted. Th- there's jury again. You know, God, those are tough scenes, eh, Theo? To be an actor when you're, let's hold your son's dog tag. Let's 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 hold that 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 chain that he wore around his neck because you love him. You miss him. He's dead now, right? You can't. But there you are in a phone call, and you're rubbing it. You're, yeah. you're thinking about him. Those are those are hard moments. Awkward. Yeah, to They're make awkward. real. And generically, uh, you know, makes sense at the moment because you don't want to be shown doing that, really, because would you really be doing that? You know what I mean? And if you did it, you'd probably be doing it for less than 14 seconds. You would look at it quick. You might go and then put it down. Yeah. Now you want me like to rub it in the camera, hold it up so we can see it. Yeah, it's a hard those are hard to make no and you you listen you know that you're obviously knows better than anyone as you're acting right it'll be sometimes even when you're pointing a gun they'll be like no it's in front of your face so you're like okay let me put it down and that doesn't look real or hey if you're on the phone bring it up and you're like but i don't hold the phone like that and it's like i know but we need it in the frame and i'm like maybe you Uh, should just go with a wider frame okay sure whatever and you start to do these things that become unnatural yes yes and and then again remember most phone calls if you're lucky you have the other actor there. If you're lucky, it's usually yeah. someone else talking. Never. It's the script supervisor. Yeah. And and what I always have to remind myself is I say to them, can you please just leave and go outside the walls? Because my eye wants to go to you when I hear you talking. Yeah. So yeah. like, if you're over there, I'm going to look like naturally. Yeah. So it's like, please just go behind a wall or something because I can't. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's anyway. Amazing. It was a little scene. There it was. Um, then where do we go? We go to the crew meets with the Niners and Jax gives Tyler advice. Like he's the one who should give oh out advice. Oh my God, that's right. Jax, Tig, Chibs, Hap meeting up with Mo, telling him Chester's problem is over. Then Chibs gets a call from his parole officer and I went, uh-oh. Like I, I thought that was a weird call to get, but I thought, okay. I completely forgot what it was about. Me too. Okay. Me too. I don't know how that I'm again, this is all news to me as I'm watching this. So I just didn't like the whole Jack's giving advice that all of a sudden he's like this big czar. And then also another problem I have. That's that's a very good point. Like he's He's the czar of like, this guy has run this club into the ground. And then here's marks. If, if we have to believe the entire thing with Pope, if we're going to believe that let's just stick here for a second. If we're going to believe Pope has the poll that he had, 
We're going to believe that Pope was controlled Oakland, controlled potentially California. Marx is his successor. And we're supposed to believe that this little motorcycle gang and this guy is, you know, a, a war genius, Jax, that he's giving out advice and he's going to convince the crew that's loyal to Marx, who everybody knows is the most deadly, and they're going to believe. It. I, if think, I, was, I think you're dead bad. on. And I want to add to that. And Marx says it in his speech to Jax. He goes, Pope was the businessman of the century. I am the killer of the century. So I think Marx is trying to continue to learn for him for himself the business element of running that dynasty that Pope did. But now he's telling Jax, Pope wouldn't kill as many people as I'm about to if you don't do it this way. So he's trying to figure it out. Pope probably would have been ahead of the game, but Marx isn't quite ahead of the game. So he's know. giving Jax a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt right now. So then the Mayans show up at the Pierres and the cops are corrupt and covering up with Borowski. It's a quick thing where everybody now doesn't trust everybody. We've right. already planted that seed of them not trusting Borowski. And now we go to this scene, which was shot so incredibly beautiful, the whole diner. Chibs enters. You see the whole diner. And there's the scene with him, Juice, and Hunter. Okay. Now, for me, um, it reminded me of like Pulp Fiction, that incredible master of Chibi walking in, trying to figure out. And then a lot of cops there. That's fine. But then there's no parole and there's answer. And, and Tommy did this thing where you could see him trying to figure this out. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why are you? What? What? And then he sits down and sure enough, you show up. Now, yeah. this scene blew my mind. Because uh, I, had the, I hated it. <laughs> uh, well, then we'll talk about your hate in a minute. But for me, it blew my mind because I forgot two things one theo theo juice's incredible desperation to, to 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 give some knowledge as to how to get back into the club what can i do what can i do and then the rebound of that serve from chibs to juices you better put a gun in your mouth and blow your brains out that means there is no hope for you You are beyond done. And Tommy couldn't even look at you at the end. He couldn't even grab your eyes. He looked away. I don't know, man. The writing bothered me so much in this. Like I was having on the day, excuse me, as I put my chapstick on. Yeah, no, go ahead. Tell me, tell me what. I was having such a hard time on the day with this scene. Why? Thank God Charles was there. I just didn't understand why Chibs would have this incredible turn of how that way. I know, but it didn't make sense uh-huh. to me. Like their dynamic. Why didn't you bring that up as soon as we read the script then? Why didn't you call Sutter? I, because it, you know, you know how that was, right? The dynamic in right, the moment yeah, didn't right. make sense to me. Like it, how did he turn so fast on juice? Like. I, I, that's such a great point. I assumed. That Jax 
told him everything about what you had done behind his Be- back. What? Because because I told them about uh, a murder that we all worked together girl, on? About a girl who had whose son had the gun? Like, right. that's the big sin here of Juice? It is. They don't know about any, they know about all the other stuff, but the big sin is that girl, Darvini, who Jax told me to kill, me telling Nero. Meanwhile, by the way, him and Nero are still cool. Didn't affect their relationship. Did for a minute. For a minute. So, okay. So it didn't affect their relationship. So the big sin that made Chibs totally tell me to kill myself, Juice. Is over Darvini? That's right. Didn't make sense. That's that's part of the SOA lore of writing, bro. Didn't make sense. And I and I had struggled so hard that day because I wanted more. And again, remember, we couldn't improv, right? We couldn't improv. So I was just like, you could would have been left in the editing room. Right. How do I make this work? And I remember Juice's desperation. What I wanted to say was like, really? Really? You Who's oh wow, man! Who's talking? That would have been juice. fucking good. That—that's what I wanted. I wanted really? like, who is this talking? You or Jax? Yeah. Who is this? That's not yeah. you. There this you is go. me and you. It's like chips and juice. This is us. What are you doing? And like, I knew it, and it just rang so false to me that I just didn't buy it. Wow! I didn't buy oh, it. I, I bought it. But it depressed the fuck out of me. Well, it, it depressed is what it is. the fuck out of me to see you zipping your skinny ass out of that diner and having Chibs going, you know, what he yeah. had to say because it's written that way. Ah, sad shit, man. Uncalled for, stupid, silly. Sure. So, Chibs, now we cut right to Chibs with you guys, and Jax wants juice. One sheriff off the Chinese trail. Um, and then we have our little moment, Bobby with Jax checking in. Uh, that's the whole scene. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where are you at on this? Uh, are we are we now in the Kara Kara with all of us talking, are we there? Chib's explaining he yes. saw you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where I'm at with it is it became obviously a bit of a joke at the end of that scene because Winter w- walks in and goes to someone to see you and Tig goes, what color? <laughs> like when you drop that kind of a, a fucking bomb, a writer's bomb, what color? Um, it's, it's an attempted humor. It's an attempt to get it off of this whole train and let's move the story forward. That 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 that's all I can that's all I can say. Copy. Yeah. There was then, never, but you know what, bro? Honestly, I'm finding, which is kind of cool, even though you you disagree to some of the writing and you're probably right. Juice had a fucking huge arc. He did. There was a huge arc. And if Booney was here with me right now, if Tommy was here with me right now, if I'm with me right now, if Dale's with me right now, if Charlie was here, we would go. Fuck did he ever didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming, whether we agreed with it or not. It was a beautiful. Remember when Tig season three, I'm on Gemma Island. That was a beautiful arc for Tig to be on Gemma Island with her and then Tara the robe and, and all that. And, and yeah. yeah. And the robe and all that. And, the, and, and, and Abe who, you know, is gone now. What a fucking beautiful actor. Anyway, yes. anyway, my point is this is your arc time. 
and, yeah. and it's not it's not going away. No. And, and again, I was enjoying it, but I just remember how incredibly stressful I wasn't working with you guys. This was the first no. time I was going to see everybody. Like, again, it was, and there's a lot coming up, but it was, uh, coming up. it was a stressful time in my life. Very stressful time. Yeah. So now Gem is talking with the bird, like it's Tara. I kind of enjoy this, by the way, it's a little weird. I like the weirdness of it. Um, She's talking to her crows. Has she done that before? I guess she has. Because Drea comes in, you talk. Yeah, to but bird. not talking to them like they're Tara. Okay. She's okay. talking to it yeah. as it's Tara. As it's Tara. Yeah. And then Wendy answer, uh, enters and Unser is there and tells them they need to get Juice the fuck out of town. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we run into Marks and the crew and everybody's playing everybody. And this is those scenes that you guys would do where... Um, Everybody's just lying to everyone. Here we go again, right? Yeah. And no, and it was and it, again. It's one of these scenes where, and you weren't involved in any of these scenes until a couple more coming up later with the Mayans and whatnot. But right now, you're not a part of all this jackal no. stuff, and it was 98 percent driven by jacks, right? So, where are you going to stand? What are we going to do? I remember n- n- we're on the docks. And here's Marx's car, and I know how he feels about me and how I feel about him. And I remember putting my elbow up on DL. And it was, Craig loved it. Yamada loved it, right? But then I realized I got to do this for four hours. <laughs> like, like, and, and DL went, well, bro, you've done it now. And I went, yeah, I fucking did. So hold uh, me up, God. Hold me up, God damn it. Yeah, you got it. That's when I used to say, when I knew we were doing those scenes, I'd be like, I think I'd be sitting. <laughs> wouldn't i leave wouldn't i leave and yeah. go make a phone call that's what i would say um yeah. okay so uh all the road guys get put down by mayans nero's out shooting all of a sudden nero bobby's shooting this episode nero's shooting this episode i mean these are guys who don't I shoot down holy shit bunch of rogue one niners are being machine gunned down by nero and our stockton president damn loud and violent man just what and then when they get in the car, it's you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not not yet. No, oh, not, not yet. yet. That's later. Sorry. No, that's sorry, later. sorry. Sorry. Okay. No, no. It's so just Mayan, Mayans and Nero, um, that was surprising again. Seeing Nero doing the shooting is surprising to me. Well, and remember, remember our prez for the Stockton Mayans group did say to Nero, <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. You're brown. You're involved yeah. in all of this. You're involved you ain't in going everything. anywhere. And Broski's yeah. going, you got to fucking handle this. So that's why he was there. That's why the guns came out. All four of them wiped those guys out. That's over. Now we cut. And now we go to this strange fucking storyline. Okay, like, <laughs> is it just me, Rossi? Or are we in a different movie right now? I don't know whose movie this is. Like, I don't, we're in an underground semi main floor garage. This is CSI Miami. This is CSI Stockton. (laughs) This is what this has turned into. And we have Jerry, who's now got the cop shut shit off. She's come in a car. She doesn't know what his name is. Chips. Uh, she calls him by a weird name. Yeah. And then he explains why he's got the marks on his face. Yeah. Which he used to always hate doing, but it was always part of the writing. And Tommy yeah. would do it because he was a good sport. Then she's comparing like a stab wound, which I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And then, I thought it was almost a, 
Yeah, burn mark. But anyway, go and ahead. He gives her a shit ton of cash. Two thousand bucks. And she, she takes it. She takes it like it's nothing. nothing. And then he tries to drop the juice search. There's a relationship brewing. This whole fucking thing is so weird, by the way. Well, Somebody I don't want to say I know where it climaxes because that would be <laughs> giving it away. But this does climax coming up a few episodes from now. And can, can I just say from a writing uh, perspective, did someone bring the shoehorn? Because are we shoehorning this storyline in? Well, I did write at the end. <laughs> I did write at the end of this episode. This is what Rossi and I call a setup episode. This is yeah. a setup episode. Yeah. We're setting a bunch of shit up with this. Craig did a great job directing. Some great of the writing is funky as fuck. But people are so invested because every billionth fan around the world in 2014, when they're watching this, knows this is the last season. They're not missing a second of it. Trust me. Well, then they do the juice at the hotel drop off. Um, I remember that. That was a Friday. Yeah. That was a Friday. That was a big. Well, I bet one. it was super fucking late. I remember I was waiting around. It was like four a.m. and we did that. That one. Everybody was ready to get out, so we did it like <laughs> once or twice. Um, Brooke opens the door to Nero. He's in deep, right? He's feeling it because now he's murdering people. Well, and you know we're in deep when the music starts. Oh, so the, the music, music starting. starting. Here get we ready. go. Get, get ready. ready. And then um, now we, okay, so I was fully confused here. Again, I was watching it on my phone. I was fully confused. So now they start raiding uh, from what I'm gathering, like rub and tug massage type places, right? This is what's happening at this point. Buddy, if you think I even remember doing that scene, you've got another thing. Okay, well, point is that they're... Go ahead. What did they do? Now, but I, what I got from it after I watched it was, and you just mentioned this 30 minutes ago, we are on and up the Chinese butt right now. We are mm-hmm. all over their businesses. We have, we have balaclavas on. We got hoodies over our faces. They don't know who the fuck we are. And sure enough, it's T.O., it's D.L., and they come scrambling back in the van, and good old Tig is behind the wheel. But I will say this. I don't know if you noticed this, but guess what Craig did there? Our director. What? One shot. Oh, one. It was one continuous. Yeah, I love that. Handheld. Yeah, it's like from inside the door, inside the rooms, back in the hallways, back to the gal, running right into the van with the door fucking slamming. Yeah. One shot. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. And and literally the whole thing is on a one or like literally it's a on a steady cam. Yeah. And it's it, to me, that's the most intense. It was stunning. And that was yeah, the best I'm part of the whole scene. Giant fan of the steady cam. Um yeah. and then uh we have this whole thing with the dad, which I guess so, this was why we brought him you. in. Yeah. Question for you. Mm-hmm. The scene, little little scene before the one we just talked about, you see Jackson Gemma with a birthday cake or a cake. An upside down and, cake. Yeah. And I'm going. Is it someone's birthday? Like, I didn't, I, I didn't know. What did I miss? Do I have to rewatch the whole fucking episode? Why didn't she just go buy cookies? She really had to bake a whole cake for this? But, but, but I didn't know what it was for. My point is, whose birth? What, Chucky? Like, what, what's going right. on? I, not a clue. That's how, what, what an idiot I am. Not a clue. Cut to our final scene. Then I got it. Gemma's like, 
Yeah. And there's the bruising, abusive father. Yeah. Okay. Do they take the cake when they're done kicking his ass? I would have. And you, we know Dayton Callie would have. Dayton Callie would have grabbed that cake. I, I'll, I got it. You have to take I mean, it's evidence, too. <laughs> it's evidence as well. You got to take it with you. you. You show it as a peace offering. Open the door. And he thinks he's going to get a little nook. He's going to get a not getting any. Up. He's not getting nookie. He's getting a he's beat getting down. a bunch of beatdowns. He's getting an aggression, and it, Jax has so much aggression that he found an outlet, and that he was going to work it out on this dude. I'm just surprised he didn't take time to light up a cigarette at the end there. I thought yeah, he was and like <laughs> and hit him over the head with like a vase, or I'm I'm sure he murdered him. He that would only add to his 900 <laughs> really people bad. he's murdered. Yeah, yeah. Let's assume he's dead. Let's just assume it's another one. You, you beautiful biscuit crew. Let's just assume that's another. Assume that father's dead. Little happy face on DL's stomach. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. It's a setup episode. You know what? You just reminded me. I need to go. I need to go easier on these setup episodes because they are always around this time. Episode three, episode three 10. and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 10, 10 becomes a setup for the yeah. second, the final half. The yeah. Final, yeah, you're right. Three, three, three to 10 is always your own. You're lucky if you get like one or two that you're like, whoo, those are crazy. But usually the rest are all leading up to something. Fine. I don't care. So can we just say that next week? Not sure. Yeah. We could have an incredible guest. I'm excited for him. You just gave away the gender just like that. That's all right. You're the I'm excited for her. Oh, he wouldn't be very excited you said that, but that's I'm excited for whoever it is, whoever it is. If we uh, it's a big one, that's good. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. There's so many stories. Hit story. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. And then we got to go do our Q&A. So uh, we got to go. See you later. So much love, Rossi. Love Love you, buddy. Love you, bud. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.